0: No, listening. You're now listening to the Students of Success podcast, podcast with Jack Lee Matthews
1: sharing stories to help you find your version of success of success <laughs>
0: Welcome in today, you guys. We have a very special guest. We have Jeff Finster in the house today, you guys. Jeff is a serial entrepreneur. Jeff is doing really big things. He's somebody that actually I've been watching from a distance for quite some time now. Um, the man is actually really a man on a mission. Um, he's got over 30 locations with his his baby, Everbolt, and we're going to get into that and in his story. Um, Jeff, welcome into the Students of Success podcast. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming on. I know that uh, it's crazy time right now. You could be anywhere with your time right now. So the fact that you took time out of your day to come to, you know, drop into the Students of Success podcast, we appreciate you, Jeff. Seriously, well, thank you.
1: My, my absolute pleasure. You know, it's, uh, we're all in a fraternity of just trying to get, get better and grow and a rising tide lifts all boats. So if I can add any value, I'm, I'm excited to be here and learn from you as well and meet your audience. So thank you again for having me.
0: Awesome, Jeff. Well, Jeff, let me uh, let's first get into like your backstory a little bit, like how you kind of ended up where you are currently today. Um, sure. you know, I was reading a little bit about you and I read that you had went to law school
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then that, I guess that, that you decided against that or something There was, uh, can you maybe tell your story, Jeff?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I went to law school to be a sports agent, uh, had a job lined up, uh, with Lee Steinberg sports agency was going to go pursue that career. And my third year of law school, uh, I ended up getting engaged, had a daughter and decided I didn't really want to travel around the world representing others. I wanted to be a father, stay home and, and and be more present in my in my own child's life. And so I graduated law school with six figures of law school loans and no idea what the hell I was going to do. Um, and a fiance and a daughter. And so really, I, I just got a job selling payroll at ADP, the payroll company. Uh, a friend of mine worked there and suggested I come get a job. And so I interviewed, got hired. And, and um, when I was 24 years old, started selling payroll. And my first six months, I was the number one sales rep in the country. First to make Presidents Club, uh, built a big ego, made a lot of money. Um, you know, I made over six figures in six months, and I had earned a seventeen thousand dollar bonus. And so, in January, I went to my boss and I said, "I'd like my seventeen thousand that I earned." And my boss informed me that I, it was a it was an annual bonus. I had to wait to the end of the fiscal year, which was not until June. I'd get the check in July, and I just remember I had just bought a house. Uh, so i had sunk all the money I'd been making into my home. Um, You know, I still had law school loans and now I got a wedding planned and a a baby and a a fiance and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I really need the money. You know, what can I do? And they said, nothing, you know, you just got to wait. And so I just remember going home that night feeling kind of like a prisoner that I was going to have to trade my time for this, this bonus that I had earned. And I'm one of those people, I want to win or lose on my own merit. And if I earn something, give it to me. And if I don't, don't, but, but don't tell me I have to, I earned it, but I have to wait. And so I went home and I, I told my fiance you know, the situation. And earlier in the day, I threatened to quit. I told my manager, well, you know, I, I, if you guys can't pay me, maybe I need to work somewhere else thinking they weren't going to let Jeff Fenster walk out the door. Um, I was wrong. And they basically said, listen, you can quit if you want to quit. But this is the system here. This is the way the company works. So if you can't conform, you know, maybe you should go somewhere else kind of a kind of a thing. And they took the, the strong like they thought there was no way I was actually going to quit. And I went and told my fiance I want to quit. And basically, in order to do that, because my fiance was a was a, was in cosmetology school, um, it was literally sell the house we just bought, take my daughter, her, and move in with my parents and start my own company out of my mom's kitchen. And um, she was supportive. And so I literally did. I quit the very next day. We sold the house, moved in with my mom and dad, and with a buddy, I started my very first company at 24. You know, back in 2008, uh, which was a payroll company, and um, that was my first foray into business ownership, because that's what we were called back then. You know, this was before social media and before entrepreneurship was a sexy term. Um, and I started that way. And so grew that company with a buddy. And uh, we ended up raising private equity capital, uh, ended up expanding, opening offices in more, in more cities, had clients nationwide. And uh, we ultimately sold the company in 2011. Um, I simultaneously had started a recruiting agency to help support my clients during the financial crisis, because I happened to start my own company right at the financial crisis of 2008 and the meltdown. So my timing was perfect. Um, And uh, had to overcome those challenges and and deal with that, but we were successful, started a recruiting agency sold that in 2012. And then in 2012, I started a handful of other companies, some of them were uh, different levels of of success or failure, some of them were colossal failure, some of them were mediocre, Uh, you know, but but I call it the year of learning uh, because I, I didn't win much, but I learned a lot. And then uh, 2013 started a digital marketing agency where I partnered with a guy named Neil Patel. And we, we grew and scaled and um, really dominated, worked with some of the biggest Internet site, uh, Internet companies on the planet, top 100 websites, uh, household names, and really had a lot of fun focusing on, you know, conversion rate optimization, SEO, PPC, SEM, and all the cool buzzwords that were happening in 2013 through 2000 or 2012 through 2015, uh, those buzzwords, you know, that was really the birth of the real internet that we know today. Um, Using technology, my partner co-founded Kissmetrics and Hello Bar and Crazy Egg and some amazing technology platforms, and then sold off our clients. And it was 2016. And I was just kind of semi-retired driving my wife and kids crazy. And my wife said, go do something you're really passionate about. And so that's where the birth of Everbull which is my current project. Um, Everbowl is a craft superfood restaurant chain where we focus on superfoods and providing health and nutrition in a way that's affordable, fast, filling and delicious. Um, And solving the eating crisis in America and doing that utilizing a concept called vertical integration where I vertically integrate all of the components of the company. So I started my own construction company and I build my own restaurants. Um, I import my own superfoods from around the world and we have unevolved products which provides all the products to our stores. We have a financing arm for franchising so I can actually lend money to anyone who's interested in franchising. We have a franchising arm which we just started in 2020. Uh, We have a direct to consumer model which is on QVC where we sell later bowls and um, super fuel coffee uh, which is this uh, which is the world's first acai infused coffee line and other superfoods and um, and we have, as you mentioned, uh, we just opened store number 31 last week. We're opening store number 32 uh, the week after Thanksgiving in Oregon. And we're, we're expanding nationwide. And that's where I am today.
0: That's awesome, Jeff. You know, one of the reasons why I also wanted to bring you on, Jeff, was because one of the things that I got from, you know, following you and just studying you and everything, it, obviously, you're, you want to make money, right? That's the goal of having a business. Sure. But you're big into relationships. And me being a Leo, I really identify with that, Jeff. Can you talk to the power of, of building relationships?
1: Well, it's funny you say that. So, so besides entrepreneurship and my family and stuff, uh, it seems like what I'm an expert in is relationship capital. And um, I got hired by LinkedIn. So I'll extend this offer to all of your, your um, audience that uh, on LinkedIn Learning, which is a platform on LinkedIn, they hired me to do a couple courses. One of the courses I have is on building, developing and leveraging relationship capital. Don't pay for it. Just hit me up on LinkedIn and I'll send it to you for free. Uh, it's my offer to all of you guys. It's on the house. I'm actually coming out with my very first solo book. Um, it'll be out by the end of the year. and It's on relationship capital as well. Um, and it's funny you say that because that's one of the secrets that most entrepreneurs and business owners just don't appreciate the value of, yeah. which is I don't need money to be successful. You can keep all your money. Yeah. Um, I'll start with nothing. I get asked this question on a podcast or on stage and stuff all the time. If I had to start over with nothing. Uh, what would I do? Or if you dropped me off in a new city where I knew nobody, what would I do? I'd start making friends because who you know in this world is so much more important than what you know, or what you know how to do. You know, I'm able to enter new industries with zero experience because I have a big relationship network. So I can surround myself with rock stars who know how to do all the things I don't know how to do. They know how to help me open doors in areas where I don't have current relationships or I haven't spent any time in the industry. So having a strong relationship network, um, is the most important thing. And I call it relationship capital because like currency or like money, it is a form of capital. You have a bank account with everybody and you're either making deposits regularly or you're making withdrawals or you're doing nothing and your bank account stays zero. But the idea is to build deposits with as many good quality people as you can to where you've earned the right to ask for a favor. You've earned the ability to go and and ask for help when you need it strategically so you can elevate yourself both personally and professionally to take the shortcuts and really get ahead. And so, yes, I focus a lot of my energy on, on making friends, having fun. Those are my two core values. You know, I have five core values in business and life. The first two are make friends and have fun. And I'm constantly trying to do that. Um, and so also to the audience, if you guys hit me up when my book comes out, I'm happy to send it to you as well. I don't do this just to make money. Like I said, I I like to help people. and, And if I can make a deposit and help you guys start building your network, um, you know, that's how you're going to start really building your net worth. You know, I've made millions of dollars and in, in I can tell you the one thing I've done it by doing is by making friends and having fun and building out my relationships. That's what's allowed me to open so many doors that people say, hey man, how did you do that? And you know, how did you, how did you start a restaurant chain in three years, open 30 stores and do all this stuff? It's because I have a good relationships. I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's not anything else. How did you partner with Neil Patel? Because I made good relationships and I got connected to a friend And people buy from friends. People trust friends. So if you're a friend of mine and you call me and say, hey, I want you to meet so-and-so, I'm going to meet that person with open eyes, open ears, and an open heart. If you cold call me, well, I get cold called all the time, right? So I don't know you and you don't know me. So it it feels off, right? What do you want? And most people lead with what can I get from this person? And so what what I teach in my course, it's about 36 minutes of video, small little two and three minute segments. I highly recommend everyone watch it not just because I know the author and it's myself, but because these are the tactics I've actually used to build my empire and what I'm working towards and how I'm gonna continue. Um, And it's easily duplicatable. There's no special thing. Like I I stress this on stage all the time. I'm an ordinary guy that I just figured out what extra stuff to do to become extraordinary at things. And everything I'm doing can be done by all of you. There's nothing I'm doing that you can't do. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not the next Mark Zuckerberg building out Facebook or, or, you know, like you building out fans plan. Like I don't have the coding knowledge. I don't have that expertise, but what I'm really great at is, is connecting and making uh, friends and building relationships and understanding how to use those relationships so I can elevate myself and others around me to create an abundance of opportunity for us to go and execute on.
0: Man, you said a lot right there. So I want to kind of unpack a little bit of what you said because it was just so important. You know, I'm the same way, Jeff. I believe that, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Living in LA, you know, I was living, I was telling you before we got on the call that, you know, I lived in in California for a couple of years myself. I lived in Carlsbad, the areas around where you kind of are at. And I learned that. I learned that at a very young age because I was selling cars, Jeff. I used to be a Porsche brand ambassador. Our stories are very similar, but 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 completely unique and different in their self, Mm -hmm. in their in their own way. It's very, very interesting as well to me, because I see, I see that you're big on this relationships and not only are you big on it, but you're successful in it. I think there's a lot of people that say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. Right. And, but are you actually successful in what you're, what you're good at? Right. And the fact that you are successful in building these relationships is, is something to me that I get inspired about myself because people always ask me the same thing that, like you said, "How, how are you building, you know, how are you doing this platform? How are you getting these people on these big names on, how are you doing this? How are you bringing these people on your podcast? How are you getting Jeff on your podcast? Right. Mm-hmm. They're asking me this all the time. And the truth is, is that I realize, like you realize is that it's all about relationships. It's about, you know, connecting with people around me. Right. Like my, my venture is a little bit different, Jeff. And this is also, I'm just being transparent with you and why I wanted to bring you on. Because for me over here at fans plan, you know, I'm, I'm actually bootstrapped over here. So I'm do, I'm doing everything on my own, but I have looked into, you know, I've, I've actually turned down a couple investors. Right. And I'm, but, but with me,
1: uh, oh. I don't know what happened. It just booted me.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Hopefully it's good. Um, that's weird. So anyways, but I was telling you, Jeff, um, with me over here, like with fans right? Like with fans I've bootstrapped this whole business. You know, I, I don't have any investors. I've actually turned down a couple million dollar investors. Um, but that's actually why I want to kind of bring you on because like, you know, I'm at this critical juncture now with fans plan where we're doing great. Everything is great. Um, we've, we've had a lot of success in the beginning of the company, but now to take it to that next level, I do feel that, you know, finding the right partners is going to be, you know, vital. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really wanted to connect with you because I just wanted to kind of pick your brain about, you know, Jeff, what do you look for in somebody that you're going to partner with? What is like some of those key things that Jeff is looking for?
1: Well, when I partner with people, I I want you to fill my gaps and I want to fill yours. So if I do the same things you do and one of us just happens to be a little bit better at it, it's probably not a great partnership because there's too much redundancy, right? I can't add value and you can't or you can't add value. One of us can't. Um, So, you know, I like to surround myself with people who, who are great at the things that I'm not great at and I'm great at the things that they're not great at. And it's, it's the number one mistake entrepreneurs and, and, and young, not in age, but in experienced business owners make is they feel like they need to surround themselves with people they like. Yeah. Um, I like everybody and I like results. So if you're a rock star, I like you. If you, if you are someone who doesn't live up to your potential and you don't go and give a hundred percent and I'm, I'm just, we're not going to get along. Like I don't do 99%. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand people who settle for less than their absolute best on anything. You put your name on something, fucking kill it. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? And, and I'm not going to waste my time uh, being with people who, who underperform because they're lazy or, or they don't understand that. Uh, so for me personally, I look for partners that, that fill my gaps and that we can make magic and we can disrupt industries and we can do things in a very cool way. You know, time is the most important commodity and asset we all have. Uh, you only have so much of it, and you can't make more of it. I can go make more money any day, but I can't make up more time. And every minute I spend in my business, I'm not spending with my kids, I'm not spending with my wife, I'm not spending on on my personal self. So it's okay because I love it, and it's part of what I want to do and accomplish. But it's very important to me that what we're doing in a partnership thing is going to be game changing. It's going to be disruptive. Like I said, like when you look at my past, the payroll thing was cool. I was cutting my teeth and I was learning. You know, my digital marketing days. We were working with some of the top top websites on the planet and disrupting how the internet is done and i can't you know i'm not going to waste this whole call going into the details but i mean you shop on amazon my partner neil is responsible for a lot of what you're seeing and experiencing and that kind of that kind of influence that kind of impact is amazing and what we're doing at everable is amazing to me right because we're helping people eat better We're, we're, we're making people's lives better i'm helping people be their best self it's not just all about the legacy and the and the you know, that part, but it's also about dominating an industry. Like when I started in Everbowl, you know, the first thing my dad said is nine out of 10 restaurants fail. You know, my mom said, you don't know how to cook. And my wife for fun said, all you do in the kitchen is eat and make a mess. And all of those are true. Um, However, I want to come into that industry and dominate with no experience and prove that nine out of ten restaurants fail for different reasons that I'm able and capable of crushing it. You know, so it's for me, it's I'm a competitive guy. Uh, So I want to have good, audacious goals. I want if the bar set too low, I'm not it's just not inspiring. I'm not interested. And then, of course, um, I don't do things for money, but money is the is the score. And, And at the end of the day, I don't chase money at all. money is a byproduct of amazing work and people partnering together to accomplish incredible things. And so if the the score can't be worth it, then what's the point also, right? I'm not going to, you know, I can do a charity and that's different, but if I'm going to spend time in a for-profit business, um, I want to make sure that the prize is, is, is big enough to, you know, make me feel good about investing that kind of time. And as you grow and develop as an entrepreneur, there's certain things like we all want to get to the hall of fame of our own careers, whether you're an employee, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're an entrepreneur, um, you know, you you want to make it to the top of your respected profession and look back at your work life and say, you know what, look at this, look at what I accomplished or look at what I was able to achieve. And, you know, you, you don't want to spend too much time during the process worrying about it. But at the end of the day, there's six figure business or five figure businesses, six figure biggest businesses, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 and up. Um, and I've accomplished a lot of those things. I've never I've never sold a nine figure or 10 figure company. And that is something that I'd like to accomplish in my professional career, uh, because that is to me the, the top, 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 top entrepreneurs accomplish that. And I'm not there yet. So I work diligently to accomplish it, not because I need the money. But because, again, I want to know that I invested my time and show my kids that I maximized my cup, that I performed to the best I could, and I exceeded expectations. And I had no more juice left in this lemon when it was all squeezed out, that I fulfilled my full potential.
0: Yeah, leave it all out there, right? Like, that's so important. That's, that's so important. Right. One of the things as well that I, that I kind of took away from, you know, what you were saying as well is that, you know, You've been blessed as well. Like you've been blessed to be around those people that you've been around and to learn from those people and absorb from those people, right? You said you were working at that uh, the one company. What was the AP? A- a- what was it? ADP. ADP, right? Like that's a big company. Like to be number mm-hmm. one at that company, like anybody that doesn't know, that's a big company, right? It so, is, yes. So that's the thing is like, and then also you, were, you said that you were at the, the sport agents, right? Do, uh, with David Meltzer, <laughs> like being around David Meltzer, like that's a household name. Like not everybody <laughs> has access like that, right? and how, how, how are you right. able to do that? How are you able to really like connect those dots? And and it seems like for me looking just, you know, over here, it seems that every time there's been just a pathway of just progression where you've just continuously, uh, you know, kept going.
1: Well, I think the the first thing is it's easier to catch a lion when it's a cup. Um, is a common saying, right? Yep. Um, so people do these things and it's the biggest mistake with relationships. They'll say, what do you do for a living? OK, and, and, and uh, where do you live? And that's really because they want to understand, are you worth the time and investment of energy? And it's a big, big mistake. Everybody is worth the time. I'm going to save you the hassle. My mom and Dave's mom were best friends. So when Dave was in high school and I was, a little, I was five, six years old, we, we were family friends. We hung out. So I used to go watch him play high school football, and he used to come watch me play Little League. Um, we were brothers, and we grew up together. And then when I was in middle school, I got to intern at his companies, you know, he was a, he he started his own company, I got to intern for him, and invest time learning before I was earning long before he was a household name, long before he ever made any money long before I ever made any money, you know, so so how do I know Dave Meltzer so well? I mean, we're co writing a book together as well on mentorship, it'll be out in 2021. Um, And, you know, the beauty is we've known each other for 30 plus years. So that's how with Dave right Dave's now a household name and it's like well hi man you're so lucky well yeah but I, so many people have met Dave and known Dave when he was a kid and didn't invest that time so sure. the key is to always understand that I don't judge a relationship based on who you are today I don't care I care about who you are as a person and if I think that you have value in in, in as a person and you're a good human being I want to know you even if you're not in business yeah you know I'll tell you when I started my payroll company one of my biggest clients I ever got, literally ever, ever, ever got was the brother of the woman who works at the, at the Albertsons near my house. And, um, I would go into the grocery store once a week and I would make friends with her and there was no business value and there was no personal value, except I make friends with everybody. And we got to know each other. And after a couple of years of me, Oh, once a week only in the grocery store, we knew each other's name. We knew each other. You know, she knew I had kids. And or a kid at the time, and, and and she knew that I had started this payroll company, and she knew when I'd quit my job and, and did all these things. Like She knew all this just because we made small talk over the years. Well, lo and behold, her brother needed a new payroll company, and she's like, hey, you own a payroll company. I should give you my brother's name. I know he's looking for a new payroll provider. So I was thinking it was like a small three-employee, small little company. It was almost a 2,000-employee company, and that, that client alone was a six-figure-a-year client for me that I got because now, I got because I made friends with, with someone at the grocery store where I could have just put my head down and ignored her for the last four years, but I didn't. I invested in, in that relationship without any preconceived notion or understanding where it was going to go. And you could say, oh, you just got lucky. Well, you only, the way to get lucky is to put more hooks in the water. Um, I mean, you, you can wait for luck or you can manufacture luck. And I, I believe in manufacturing luck by making more swipes. Like how many jelly beans are in the jar? If you have one guess, it's luck. But if I have a 1000 guesses, I'm going to eventually get it right. So those are the little steps that you can do continuously and consistently to create luck on your side. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So create an abundance of opportunity and, and always be prepared. And if you do those two things, you will get lucky, it doesn't always work. I mean, I know other people at the grocery store, and they've never given me a damn thing. But that's okay. I don't need to get anything out of it. I enjoy the human connection. I've, I've, I've gamified, making friends and building relationship capital to understand the power. And I understand that, look, 95 out of a hundred people, I'm just going to be friends with, and I'm not getting anything out of. And of the 95 that I'm not getting out of 10 of them, they're going to get from me. I'm going to be giving more to them than they're giving to me, but five of them are going to give more to me than I get. And that's great, right? It's a win, win, win for everybody involved. And that's the mistake that, especially with the cell phone era where everyone's just on their cell phone when they're in line and, and head down, eyes down not paying attention to the people around them you're just missing out on opportunity so a guy like me is going to clean up mm. i'm going to make friends with people i'm going to be that guy and i'm going to keep getting lucky and i'm going to keep making those things happen and elevate myself to where yes my relationships and my sphere of influence is got is gotten bigger and it's exponentially grows because dave loves me right i can call dave right now and say hey dave you're best friends with Ed Milet, Gary, Vay- uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know what, I want Gary to come on and do this with me. Do you mind connecting me? He'll be like, yeah, of course. And he'll do that for me because I've, I've made enough deposits, right? Dave is how I became the number one sales rep at ADP. So I spent 10 years interning for him. 10 years. I didn't get paid. I worked at all of his companies from when I was 13 to 23 years old. Four or five different companies of his, uh, he could count on me to show up and help him. So, uh his he had this company corporate connections where he flew in CEOs and CFOs and all I did was get them water and coffee and basically be their little bitch for an entire weekend, multiple weekends at a time for all these events. And you could say, Well, what, what did you get out of it? I got to meet all the CEOs and CFOs of companies. Yeah. Well, what do you think I did when I was 24 years old and had a payroll company? You think I forgot those relationships? Nope. I even went back to Dave and said, Hey Dave, do me a favor. Do you mind reaching out to all of them and seeing who will meet with me for payroll because I have my own company now? But before that, it was ADP. And when I started at ADP, I said, Dave, I need employee size 50 and under, which unfortunately, the corporate connections were too big. I said, who do you know who has a company with 50 employees or less? And Dave knew a lot of them. And he set me up with a beautiful email that he emailed to all of his friends that said, I want you to meet with my my basically my little brother, Jeff, who I love and cherish. He's a young kid. He's his first job out of law school. And I would really appreciate if you met with him. Well, you got me in the room and a warm introduction. It's up to me to do the rest. And I did. And I became the number one sales rep at ADP. And I sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in payroll services just based on Dave making these introductions, based on 10 years of me interning. And that's how uh, it took 13 years to get lucky in one minute with Dave Meltzer to generate and become the number one sales rep in the company.
0: That's amazing. You know, a little bit about my story, uh, Jeff. When I was living in California, same thing. I agree. You know, everything you want, strangers have. I agree. You know, build those relationships up because, for example, in my life, Jeff, when I was living in LA, I had just moved to LA, had been selling Toyotas. I was living in downtown LA, but I was driving every day out to uh, basically Orange County every day and driving an hour there and an hour back. And I was selling Toyotas and I was working hard, but I was living in a building that was a little bit higher in and I was paying a little bit more. And I said, this is going to connect me with the people that I need to meet. Right. Cause I didn't know anybody when I moved to LA, mm-hmm. I'm living in this building. Like I said, seven, day, seven months in, I'm selling Toyotas. I'm, I'm showing I'm up every day, sweating my, my yin yang off. Right. I get in the elevator one day to go up to my house. I, I worked all day. I get in the elevator and there's a guy dressed just like me, suit and tie. And I said, Hey man, what do you do? He said, "Oh, I'm a finance manager at Porsche." I said, "Did we just become best friends?" <laughs> and dude, and then the rest is history. I became the youngest brand ambassador uh, in North America at, at Porsche. And so it's like to be able to do that—that—that that, that mm-hmm. came from the same thing. Hey, man, can you get me an interview? Sure, but it's up to you to sell yourself. Get you know, getting getting in the door, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's also another thing is that I see is that you have you have vision. Can you speak a little bit to the power of vision? Well, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there, right? I mean,
1: vision to me is uh, you have to understand what you want, right? I know what I want in life, like I said. So when, when I define a, a target, I know exactly where I want to take Everball. Now it's just figuring out how the hell I'm going to get there. So I equate it to taking a boat from here to Hawaii. You know, you can go from – I live in San Diego. You're on the East Coast. From, from Miami to Europe, right? Pick your city. doesn't matter. But once you know what port you want to leave from and what port you want to go to – the path you take in the ocean is going to be different. There's no two paths that are identical, right? It's the ocean. So your boat's going to go a little off filter. You're going to go all these different directions, but once you know exactly where you want to go, um, how you get there is going to be different for everybody. And that's what you got to figure out, but you better know where you're going. Too many people are like living day to day without a clear vision. And it's like, well, how do you make decisions? How do you know who you need in your life if you don't know where you're going and what you're trying to accomplish? I know very clearly, and that is an important thing to understand and know where you want to go, and the rest of those pieces, the world will get created that you need to step in there, and it's called just-in-time learning and just-in-time relationships. That'll all happen just in time, but if you don't have a clear vision, you know, and, and the other thing is, in addition to relationship capital, I always have a mentor. I always have a business coach that I pay. Um, And I'm a business coach and I mentor others, right? I have mentees. Um, And the mentorship and business coaching are so valuable that people who don't have those two things are missing opportunity that I I just don't understand. Um, You should be paying somebody to coach you. You should be having some people who help you for free and they're called mentors. Uh, The mentor should be someone who's going to give you 30,000 foot view type of ideas Um, really just kind of be there to pick your brain, pick their brain a little bit and get a little bit of advice and counsel without getting too much into the weeds. And your business coach should help you really in the weeds. You know, I mean, I pay a business coach. I have a 20 minute call with him every other week. And in those 20 minutes, I have very specific questions, very specific that he is uniquely positioned to help me with. Um, and I've had lots of business coaches and I always have a business coach. LeBron James has a basketball coach. Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Beyonce has a singing coach. Um, if you don't have a coach, then you better be where you want to be. And if you're not, and you don't have a coach, you're, 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 you're just not taking advantage of all of the opportunity and all of your potential, because as good as I believe I am, um, someone else who's there to help me specifically is going to pull out that last one or 2%. And that could be the difference between immense success and just mediocrity.
0: 100%. And I, and I agree that, you know, one of the things that I try to preach to all my people is that you are your best investment, right? I have mm-hmm. people that just like you that they'll pay me you know thousands of dollars to coach them up, and mm-hmm. that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll sit there all day and I'll say, "Listen, like you are your best investment." The first thing that I you know when I get on my coaching calls, the first thing that I do specifically is I I I you know commend them for believing in themselves enough to invest in themselves because what I find is that specifically in today's world, Jeff, there's a lot of people that that want things right, but there's very few doers. Right? You spoke sure. to Amazon earlier. Well, well Jeff Bezos is a doer. And that's why I admire him, right? Like the fact that he had an idea and he has been able to do it, right? On a constant basis and grow that thing and scale that thing into where he's at today, inspiring, right? And mm-hmm. I think so many people, they, they, they don't realize that they are their greatest investment and that they can't, you, honestly, you can't out invest yourself. Like that's the whole thing is that literally you're, the, the money's gonna come and go, but mm-hmm. the knowledge that you're gonna learn from, like you said, a coach, somebody that's been there, somebody that's looking at it from a different perspective, right? all of these different things that you might be missing and that, and hell it might be the missing point, the missing key, the missing, you know, that unlocks the gate.
1: It's the plumber story, right? You know, the, the, the guy's pipes aren't working. So he bangs on them. He twists everything. He can't figure it out. He has his friends come over. They can't figure it out. So finally he buckles down and he calls a plumber. Plumber says it'll be $350. says, okay, come out, comes out. Plumber looks at the pipes. He takes his wrench. He knocks two times in one specific spot. The pipe clears. He says that's 350 bucks. The guy said, all you did was knock twice. He goes, no, you paid me. Cause I knew where to knock. Yeah. And, and that's the difference, right? It's it's you can keep doing it your way. Yeah. If you don't have the success you want, you don't need a coach. You don't need a mentor. That's up to you. But I'm going to say to you, LeBron James, four time world NBA champion has a basketball coach. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan had basketball coaches, Tiger Woods, basketball or golf instructing coach. There's a reason for it. They're not better at their sport than those guys but they get the last little bit of juice out of them and they know where to knock. And and that's what a good coach should accomplish. You know? um, So coaches who I hire, I hire for specific purposes. People who hire me, they hire me for a specific purpose. It's just a matter of, and this is not a plug to anyone to call me up. I'm just saying, call somebody, find a business coach, get someone in your team, on your team to help you. If you can't build relationships or you don't have the right network, find, find them. They're easy to find. Obviously you want to make sure it's the right coach. Everyone, everyone's a coach these days and everyone is, is available to be there to take your money. Um, but find people who have what you want or know how to get what you want and say, what do I need to do to get it? And then find mentors. Uh, you know, I'm a mentor like tonight I'm, I'm doing a thing at San Diego state, but I'm a mentor at the Lavin school of entrepreneurship at San Diego state. And I mentor these young, young, aspiring entrepreneurs because I want to pay it back. I want to give, I can't give them the kind of time that they need and they don't have the resources or a business that I'm going to be able to coach them, but I can help advise them from a higher level and having that ear, having those people that you can kind of be around and and rub shoulders with and start to build that relationship capital with is so pivotal. So um, I highly recommend it.
0: I love it. I think it's so important. You know, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people overlook. They overlook that, that, that somebody else could have, you know um, you know, some information that can change their situation. You know, that's one thing that I love these podcasts for Jeff is because every guest I bring on, you know, they've all got just a plethora of information. They've all been through setbacks, journeys, setups, all kinds of things. Right. And they've, and they've learned from each and, and, and that's, That's another thing I wanted to ask you. I mean, I know this is kind of personal, but Jeff, like annually, like, come on, like how, how much is Jeff out there doing? Cause I know you're big. I know that you've been blowing up in the past couple of years, Jeff. I know that your brand, cause I remember living in Carlsbad. And I remember seeing an Everbowl and I said, and I, sure. and, you know, growing up, growing up in North Carolina, I said, what is Everbowl? Mm-hmm. And I went in and I, I love it. I love the shakes and stuff like that. So it's like for me, like, can you just talk a little bit about maybe your process of, of like you, you know, specifically?
1: Yeah. But uh, when you
0: say process, you mean like, like my day? Yeah. Like, how have you been able to do because that's the thing is that for me you know looking at you and looking at your your because everybody has you know it's like whenever i wanted to launch fans club, for example everybody has you know the, my team specifically that i that i get right they say hey, Jack, uh, you know, everybody has ideas, you need mm-hmm. to execute this idea, right? Like, and I think that's the thing that I'm drawn to you about, Jeff, is that you're an executor, you're a doer, you're, you're, you, you not only have great ideas, but you execute those ideas. And not only do you do that, but you bring along people on the journey with you. And I love that. So and that's sure. what I'm trying to do. So can you just speak to like your process, your day to day, your mindset, your approach? Can you just speak to that for a second?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm an early riser. Uh, you know, I'm I think people who sleep in, I get it. I wasn't a morning person either. That's why there's coffee. Um, you, need to, you need to recreate those habits. Uh, the world, I get more done in the morning than most people do in an entire day. Um, and I have two kids. So I wake up at about 4.30, 4.45 almost every day. I've never set an alarm clock. My, my truly, my not to, not to steal um, ET, but my passion does wake me up. I'm just fired up and ready to go you know, I have purpose. I have a mindset of what I want to accomplish in my life, in my day, in my week, in my month. Um, and I wake up and I do a lot of my emails early. Um, I read a lot of emails early because I think doing that in the middle of the day is a waste of time. Uh, you're, you're taking business hours and you're using them incorrectly. Uh, then I have breakfast with my kids. Um, or I work well, sorry, I do the emails. I do a quick workout. I have breakfast with my kids, uh, or my youngest now, my oldest, she doesn't get out of bed. She's a 15 year old. Um, but my, my eight-year-old, she'll have breakfast. And then I tackle the day and it's whatever the day is going to bring. And obviously I do a lot of different things. Um, and, uh, my days carved out between building my, my Everbowls, uh, visiting stores, selling franchises, dealing with my shareholders, continuing to build the brand, looking for new business opportunities, working with mentees, working with students and doing all of these different things. Um, but my mindset's always been, I, I talk is cheap. I, I really don't care what you want to do. I don't care what you think you want to do. I don't care what I want to do. What are you going to do and do it? And if you can't do it, it's just bullshit anyway. So um, I don't watch much TV, like sitcom stuff. And I don't know what being bored is. You know, I ah, people are I watch TV to kill the time. What time? I mean, I, there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. You know, you're, you're alive once. So, um, you know, when I put my head down at 10 o'clock at night, I'm, I'm passed out because I have been running hard since 4.30 in the morning. Uh, and that's pretty much my day. But the idea of do it now and execution, there are those who do and there's those who don't. And, and if you're one of those people who don't, it's time to check yourself. And it's time to realize that that doing anything is better than doing nothing. Mm. And, and even doing the wrong things is better than doing nothing because you're going to get better. Uh, you're going to find ways to improve. You're going to learn all the ways that didn't work. As I mentioned, 2012 was the year I learned. Uh, Everything I tried in 2012 pretty much failed uh, or didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And it was a tough year, but I learned so much in that year of all the ways not to do things and and how to become better at it and learn about time hacks and life hacks. And, you know, I mean, I'm sitting in my car doing a podcast with you because, you know, where a lot of people are like only scheduling because they're in their office and they look proper and prim. You know what? I'm in front of a store, one of my stores I had shit to do. So yeah, now I'm going to sit out here. I'm going to do this with you. Tonight, from 7 to 10, I'm doing something with, with, the, with San Diego State because I'm, I, I fill my day with activity. You know, to quote, actually, Dave, I'm a student in my calendar. I'm very specific. I, I don't like to waste time. And time is too important. And like I said, if I'm going to waste time, I'm going to hang out with my kids because uh, they're my kids. And, and so I, I just think my process has been execution. And execution is very attractive to rock stars. It's, it's how I attract great people around me, and it's what attracts me to them. People who don't truly execute, it, they just become a waste. And so um, I am I would say that that also that it's kind of like game recognizes game. And, and people who want to play in the big leagues need to be big leaguers, and you need to have a level of game. And the only way to get that is through time devoted to your craft, whatever your craft is. And so, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're, and you're a business owner and, and you want to crush that game then you you better you better bring it because um that's the world that I'm in and and I can tell you that there are rock stars in this world and uh to hang you better be you better be prepared and I'm going to outwork you. You know, I'm going to outwork my competition. You want to compete? Let's compete. Challenge me.
0: Bring it. Yeah. Like I love competition. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I feel like you have to in order to 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 continuously show up every day. I feel like you have to fall in love with the process. You oh, know, for sure. there's going to be days that are high, there's going to be days that are low. And I think it's it's realizing that this is a journey. Right and 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 kind of my my whole thing as well is becoming the best version of yourself on a daily basis. Right, Mm -hmm. like what I did yesterday is not going to carry like it's not going to carry that much weight today. You know, if I had a huge win yesterday, I can't I can't rest my laurels and say, "Oh, I I got you know Ezekiel Elliott to sign up for Fans plan yesterday." I can't say that. You know, it's like I have to moving forward and I have to always keep believing in the power of what's next as well. I think that's also something that I've I've kind of see with you is that you just have tremendous vision and you always are thinking about what's next. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, that's to me, you know, from I'm trying, you're 37, 37 is actually my lucky number. I think that it's just, it's wild to me to see somebody who's just a few years ahead of me, but to, to, for the, for the you know, to see on your, on your daily grind and on your, and, and the dream, living your yeah. actual dream and living that to me, man, that inspires me, man, because, there's so many people, like you said, that just talk about, or, or maybe even they're doing it, but they're not happy, Jeff. Like the fact that I can tell that you're actually happy, right. And that you actually are enjoying what you're doing and you're taking a lo- taking people on the journey with you. Like that motivates me, man, because that's what it's, that's what I'm after. I'm after creating a big, you know, uh, movement really. Like that's what I'm after. I'm creating a big movement to yep. help people, to help people. I want to actually free people, man, to like really show them that this smartphone has changed the game. Right, like it's just it's a tool. It's no different than than you know your blender. It's a tool, and mm-hmm. so people realize the day and age that we're living in, and they also like you said, get inspired, believe in themselves, surround themselves with the best people. You know, it's like people are also going to want to invest in them. People are also going to want to take a you know interest in what they got going on as well. And I think that's also something that I've learned in my own life is become a person that somebody would actually pay attention to. You
1: yeah, know? of course, of course, and and it's it's. The, the blessing and the curse right the blessing and the curse with the smartphone and with technology is uh everyone becomes more accessible and everything you do is more available to the world to see mm-hmm. so if you don't bring that high level of game mm-hmm. um you're just mediocre and, and if you're mediocre it's because you probably need to check what you're doing because you're obviously not passionate enough about it mm-hmm. so find something you are and it doesn't matter what it is right if you're a teacher and you love teaching be the best teacher you can be yeah. you know if you're if you're a dentist, and you love doing dental work, then be the best dentist you can be, it doesn't really matter what you do. You know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, you don't have to be a salesperson. you don't have to be a CFO financial person, be whatever it is that, that inspires you mm. and go crush that. And that's going to make you happy. And that's what I'm hoping people understand and get out of this is, if someone said to me, what am I most professionally most fortunate about is that I found out early on in life, what, what drives me what moves me and what I want to do. Um, and so that's enabled me to be the best version of myself because I'm not caught doing something that I despise. I, I mean I can't imagine living that life where I'm waiting for the weekend and dreading Monday. I mean I, I just honestly I just can't imagine that. I'm the opposite like if if I don't have something to do on a Sunday, I'm waiting for Monday yeah uh, because I love what I'm doing. I truly 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 truly, truly do and I couldn't see myself doing anything else and when I'm an old man and I'm retired and and I'm 90 years old talking to my great grandkids. That's when I'm going to be like, you know what I used to do and reel off all my wins um, and, and stuff. And that's the time for that. But, you know, what I did yesterday is over. Yesterday's done. Like yesterday was a great day. Phenomenal. Today, literally today we've sold six franchises. Two, two people bought, two different groups bought three. Great. It's a huge day for us. Huge day for Everbull. Phenomenal day. So excited. We're so excited to expand the brand in new markets, new states new partners, new people to join the ever family. Today was a great day. As soon as tomorrow happens, this thing's over. This is the past. What are we doing tomorrow? Yeah. How do we make tomorrow the best day ever? Yep. If you make every day the best day ever, you're living the good life.
0: Exactly. Jeff, we'll stop talking before they stop listening, man. This has been an amazing <laughs> interview. It's been an amazing, you know, uh, just being able to pick your brain and, and, you know, you sharing your journey. You know, I really think, like I said, I know you could have been anywhere. So the fact that you took time out of your day to come on the show, give this you know, this, this energy to the audience. I really appreciate it. Is, do you have a, maybe a tip of the day you want to leave us with? Um, I'm going to give you the power of four minutes.
1: Okay. So uh, people say they don't have time. You live a busy life. If you do something for four minutes a day for an entire year, it's 24 hours. That's an entire day of your year in just four minutes. So if you just feel like you don't have time, invest four minutes into getting better at something that you wanna get better at. Learn a new language, learn a new skill, invest it in a a side hustle, invest it in knowledge and education, invest it in your family, whatever you wanna do, but wake up four minutes earlier, that's all you gotta do. And after one year, you've spent 24 hours working on your craft and 24 hours practicing anything, you're gonna be damn good at it, I promise you. Um, So spend four minutes. If you got eight minutes, that's two days a year. That's the average snooze button. So stop hitting snooze, wake up eight minutes, read read for eight minutes learn a new skill practice do something stop telling yourself you don't have time make the time and be your best self
0: okay finster thank you for your time pal you're the thank best you, man and uh we'll, uh we'll we'll catch you on the other side man thank you for your time thank you guys for listening and uh you have a great day man thank you